You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The podcast. A lot of movement up in Boston yesterday. A lot of fallout from their underperforming, underachieving season. And a season that ended in the first round with a whimper. And changes were made. They were made swiftly as Danny Ainge steps down as Celtics president. He'd been there 18 years. They made the playoffs 15 times in 18 years. You know, they won the one title in 2008. Been to the conference finals several times, including... Three of the yeah, previous four years up. before this year, yeah, he'd been there. I was at those games in L.A. too. That mm. was a that was a really fun finals, mm-hmm. and that yeah, was a, both of them were though. And the and the Lakers and and Celtics played each other a couple of times there in the finals, and those were yeah, those were a lot of fun. Uh, I covered them. I was actually there in L.A. too. I'm surprised I didn't see you. You didn't. You probably saw me and just continued to walk past yeah, me. Like you, I wrote that bad article about him. He's going to be <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I did. Google it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, Progressive's home quote explorer, changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, save both time and money, learn more at progressive.com. So we talked a lot about Brad Stevens and he moving up into the front office, moving out of the coaching position and how they have to look for a coach. But let's talk a little more about Danny Ainge and what he leaves behind with the Celtics. Uh, and he explained in his in the press conference yesterday with the media just why – this was the time to step down and why Brad Stevens was the right man to replace him. Today is not a great day. I, w- I wish we would have, you know, finished the year on a, on a much better note. But I feel like there's so much hope in, in the Celtics going forward. And I'm excited for Brad. I think that Brad, he was born for this. It was a, I, I trust my instincts. My instincts told me a couple months ago that it was time for me to move on. And um, that's what's best for us. That's what's best for the Celtics. Is it, though? Um, when you consider his best move was the one that led to the championship, the trade for Kevin Garnett. And Garnett was a player who was never going to leave Minnesota, didn't want to do it, didn't want to do it, had to, to get a championship. They convince him to come to Boston. He makes that deal. He makes a deal for Ray Allen, creates this big three, and they win a championship. They had a, t- a terrific run there. Brought them out of a 22-year drought. By the way, and I mean, yeah, that's, and that's that's true. I too. do want to give him credit for His what flowers. he's been able to do. Yeah, because because I mean, he yeah. is a roster building pioneer. I just think, unfortunately, the rest of the league caught up pretty quickly. Well, he was one of the first to start collecting draft picks too. Yes. He was big on that, on, on collecting the assets, and, and one then of the, OKC he took did, it to a different, he did, he did a different a, level, a, a whole yeah, a whole different level. He did a he did a hell of a job. I, it, it's so well, funny he brought because back the, the Celtic mystique, pride yeah, and but, all that but stuff, the which funny been gone thing, since the Bird era. But the funny thing about it, Alan, is starting yesterday, there's this thing that set that that started as if he was like there, never won anything, never built anything, never, 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 and. People are making it seem like no. he was oh, no, a, somewhat key. of a failure. Oh no, key! This has been going on for a minute, man. I understand. I while. understand that, but but it's been going on for the last four to five years. But they make it seem like the body of work right. doesn't. But the exist. problem is, is that it started. He started out where huh? he was like the one of the best executives oh, in the league yes. with all the moves he was yeah. making. Right. 
Then, and, and again, this was also a huge night, 2013 draft, where he makes the trade with Billy King, Brooklyn yeah. Nets, and he sends an aging Paul Pierce, an aging Kevin Garnett, an aging Jason Terry to the Nets for a – I mean, it, it, some of the names of these players, you're like Chris Humphreys and, and Gerald <laughs> Wallace Humphreys. and all that stuff, all expiring to contracts relieve, yeah. to, to get them out of the contract. Exactly. Right. And three unprotected, which is – that was the yeah. – <laughs> The death knell for, for for Billy King because you make a move like this unprotected first round picks which the Nets weren't good and they turned into lottery picks and that's how they the got first Jason one, Tatum Jalen Brown Jalen Brown the second one Jason Tatum which he flips with the Sixers in another brilliant which pleased the the the, the seventy Sixers coming Markel Fultz Lamar, oh. yes that didn't work the out. third pick by the way Kyrie Irving mm. now you didn't draft him he used the, used pick, the pick to get Kyrie Irving so you look watching and saying well this is brilliant. You collect draft picks, flip them into building a, a, a whole new roster, which he did, and now you had a team that for over a four-year span with Brad Stevens, also a really smart hire, he went into the college ranks and found a guy that he saw, he identified as the next, a brilliant coach who could do it at the NBA level. People questioned whether or not Brad Stevens could do it at the NBA level, and he certainly did. He proved it pretty quickly. They get to three conference finals. They just can't get over the hump. They just can't get to the destination. How much did LeBron James have to do with that? How much did you know the, the East and some of the opponents that they had to deal with have to do with that? And the fact that they were a young team. But still, there was success, but it didn't lead to the championship. That second second half of his career as executive didn't no, lead did, to a championship. He didn't have the Jerry West type success. Jerry West is the perfect example. No, he, didn't, he didn't have the Jerry West, former NBA player. I don't know how many times executive a year. I'm sure he's got a bunch Countless. of them. Countless. No, it didn't lead to that, and this is why he decided, to, you know, like Perk said, man, I want to spend some time away from him and my family. Now, he may resurface in a year or two, like all these dudes do, because there's nothing else for them to do, right, other than spend time with their well, family. They don't. He's so have close anything, to ownership there, I imagine. You know? he'll have him and Steve Alagritio are very, yeah. very close. He's a co-owner of the Boston Celtics as well. You know, it's interesting, though, as a as – because a, we talk about – Scott Perry over at OKC and how they've accumulated all the picks, right, for so long. And Danny Ainge was the first to do that. That I say? Uh, Sam Presti. Sam Presti. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I went to Scott Perry. I'm still on the Knicks. Uh, Sam Presti, right? Um, and how Danny Ainge has been able to do that. But yet it seemed like – and one of these narratives that started to follow him is that when some of these disgruntled superstars came up, right, for an opportunity to land these guys, he couldn't outbid other teams – with all those assets. Like, remember, like Anthony Davis was talking about, they were talking about AD coming to yeah. the Boston Celtics. Can you imagine that pairing between AD and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard was Paul George, yeah. I mean, Jimmy how much, Butler. Could, how he much? Not, could he not convince those players, though, to, to want to play there opposed to, the, opposed to the teams in the draft picks of trading those players there? Because it seems like, to me, the names that you mentioned, you would have to go to them and say, do you want to play – in Boston. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one of the reasons that, from what I've heard, is that Danny got to a point that he never wanted to lose a deal. Some, some executives, you win so much early on. Like, you make these trades and it's a mm-hmm. win. That's a win. That's a win that I'm not, I refuse to overpay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to look like I, I overpaid or I lost. And that, that, can, that can make you hesitate enough for another team to swoop in and say, I'll overpay. And so you outbid him. For players, and that's some people have whispered that around the league that Danny always had to win the deal because he had such great success early on. I mean, I mean, talk about a winning a deal. The Garnett deal goes down. 
Not, not the one to the Nets. The one in Minnesota. The one what he got. Like, that's huge. That's his best friend, Kevin too, though, right? Kevin yeah. his best friend. They worked that deal out. Everybody felt, and it's so similar to the Damian Lillard story now. Lillard won't leave Portland. He's loyal. I don't want to do that. KG was that guy in Minnesota. I am Wait, not what leaving. Did, what did, did, no, KG only went to the Eastern Conference Final, right? I mean, uh, the uh, Western Finals. Western, Western yeah. Finals, oh, yes. oh, yeah, that was That's like 04 way back or something old, like that. They yeah. lost to the Lakers. Yeah. Marbury and them, Cassell maybe, was that? No, that was uh, – Cassell, yes. No uh, Marbury? No, no. Um, I was I'm just trying sure. to think I'm of not the sure team. Was on that Wally team, Zerbiak was on that Zerbiak team. Was Zerbiak on the was, team. Was, was an all-star that year. That that was a really good team. They, yeah. they, it was like Sacramento was great back then. They had But the Lakers, they, they just couldn't get past it. Yeah. It was 04 because that's the Lakers lost in the finals that year. That was the end of their run. But the point is, is that that deal with, with McHale mm-hmm. goes down. It's like epic and epic. Al Jefferson was the guy they sent the other way. Look, I, I got to be, be frank with you. I mean, Danny Ainge could have been the president of GM for as long as he wanted yep. to. I, I, I really do. Like, I, I commend him for stepping away from the game. And there's just always going to be pressure on somebody about, you know, the, the free agents that you missed or that it didn't equate to winning championships, or that this team was always knocking on the door in Eastern Conference Finals three years in a row, and they couldn't get over the hump. But at the end of the day, I think Danny Ainge just said, look, i I rather prioritize my life in a different way. And I'm going to tell you, the, the, it, the real conversation came to, for me, for Brad Stevens, because I think Brad Stevens is a really smart individual. I'm just not sure Brad Stevens is built to manage the type of personalities that were on a lot of these teams and get them to mesh. I think now him moving into the role that Danny Ainge had gives him a fresh look. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on him now about who the next head coach is going to be. But I think this is the right move for the organization. And Danny Ainge led the charge by deciding to step down. Well, he's got to make sure whoever he hires as a head coach that the players that he picks fits that personality and that of that head coach and what that head coach wants to do. He can't pick players that fit his personality for a head coach that it doesn't, and then you're just going to get it to blow up in your face. I'll Is just it- say, you know, Boston fans wanted this for a long – it was more like me. Like, I didn't expect Danny Ainge to go. I'm looking more at Brad Stevens in that position. You heard Perk. As Perk a head coach. very critical of him. Like my, I know, I've been saying this for two years. I think like, – because Kyrie Irving got a lot of flack. He was a scapegoat. understand Kyrie comes with a lot. But I'm like, this is bigger than Kyrie, and I think it started to show his head over the last couple of years, right? Um but now this going, be careful what you ask for, Boston Celtic fans. I think Brad's going to be okay. But Danny Ainge is also, he was really good at his job. It may not have landed or equated right to championships right away, but he's really good at I'm his job. I'm glad you said that because th- this is sort of a, 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 you know, you're at a point with the franchise. It's a precarious moment right now because you could look at it and think, oh, okay, it's seamless. Brad's still here, but he moves upstairs. And Danny Ainge was really, like, ran that franchise for the last two decades, essentially, right? And that's gone now. And so you you are – there's going to be a change in the stand, just like with Coach K leaving Duke. It's sort of the same thing. Can you – Do they maintain what they've been? Are they going to change? And one bad decision can set you a course a completely different way. So five, five teams come to mind for me um, on building a team through free agency and recruiting. The Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets, the Miami Heat, the Clippers, can the Boston Celtics put that super team recruiting package together and guys decide I'm going to go play in Boston with that? Has that ever them? been a destination? Has that ever been Boston a destination? Is, Boston, Gordon Hayward. 
Like Boston has just not been. But Gordon Hayward came in free agency because they threw all the money at him. But well, they also had Brad Stevens. Five other people didn't come with him. Right. Or or or. Well, or, Kyrie was the acquisition. But, you know, again, that all, was how they. All you need is one now. I mean, you need one other superstar with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's not like you need to recruit, and you need a lot of ancillary pieces with the pieces that you currently on the roster don't fit. Like it's not you. You don't have to bring two or three superstars. I mean, you still do have your pillars. No, you do. You have Jason those Tatum two. So you don't Brown. think you need a, it's a great star. starting spot. So you think the Celtics, when when they rebuild this thing or build it or whatever I'm just, you want to say, the reason I even bring it, it up, you don't need a star. You need really good supporting cast with those stars. Yeah. The reason the reason I bring it up is because of what has taken place in Boston in recent memory history with all the, the different views about the way people look at the Celtics and the organization and the fan base and whether they treat players. That's why I look at it that way. So when we start talking about superstars going there, like mm-hmm. who's going to say I'm going to go there and play? All those other guys were outside of uh, Garden Hayward – KG was acquired. Yes. So it's a difference. Yeah. Ray Allen was acquired. Acquired. Right. These guys are acquired. I'm talking about a superstar yeah, you saying. Can, yeah. you, can, you can say that about a lot of teams, though. So. Oh, I mean, you can say that about a lot of, it is well, a lot of markets where it's like, what superstar wants to go to New Orleans? That's right? what like, I'm asking you. What, you know, what superstar wants to go and play but, with? But it, 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 it all starts with a signature player. Like, I think players will want to play with Jason Tatum. Or players who may want to play with Zion. They already have that, which is, again, the most important. And, again, you have two. These these are major brands in basketball. You have the Celtics, and then can they stay the Celtics? And then there's Duke. Can they stay Duke after Coach K? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Coach K will give it one more year, farewell tour, and then he calls it a career, and what a career it is, a Hall of Fame career. He steps down. Jay Will been talking about his experience. We bring in another Dookie, Carlos Boozer, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, ACC Network basketball analyst, and, of course, C. NCAA champion as well. Good morning, C. Booz. How you doing? Good morning, guys. How we doing? Jay, what's popping, brother? What's popping, brother? How you doing, What's going on, guys? What's happening? I was about to say, man, I I made it sound like you was getting ready to leave me out. He's like, what's popping, Jay? I was (laughs) like, what about me? You my man, too. (laughs) Even though I didn't go to Duke. It's fine. (laughs) You did say earlier that you also hate Duke, so. No, I don't like, I just, I like the the guys. He needs to know that. I I like the guys. Booze, don't listen to him. I like the guys. I just don't like the brand. (laughs) And I'm sure I'm not the only person, Jay. No, you're not. Booze, 
what do you think about all What's this, up? man? What were your what were your initial thoughts yesterday when you heard the the breaking news that Coach K was going to retire? Yeah, I was surprised, man. I mean, I think we all knew it was coming to an end for him at some point. You know, he's had a hell of a run. You know, forty plus years, a lot of success, um, has uh, has won a lot in his career. I mean, I, I kind of thought it would be like three or four years, maybe. But you know, listen, at the end of the day, we got coached for one more year. He's had an incredible run. He got five gold medals. He got five championships. He's got countless ACC championships, and the, the list goes on and so forth. But uh, the biggest thing, and Jail, you know, can speak to this as well, is he's a great leader of men. Like he figures out ways to bring a team together, put all our egos aside, and go after one goal and winning a championship. And then after you get done doing that, he continues to stay in your life, talk to you, help you. Like, he's helped me multiple times throughout my career while I was in the league and after I retired as well. So, to me, it's obviously the great coach that he is, the Hall of Fame coach that he is, but he's also a Hall of Fame person. What's your lasting memory? Like, when you reflect on your time there at Duke, obviously the championship, would be the one thing I'm sure you always go back to. But if there's something, even a personal moment, you and him, one thing that really affected you, maybe even you know galvanized your relationship with him, is there something that you always go back to reflect on? Booze, is it the time he put on your wave cap? Oh, boy. That's <laughs> 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 not what I had here. But, yeah, but honestly, honestly, the thing with Coach that, that was really awesome, and don't get me wrong, like the years that Duke won championships and – all that was cool, but it was later in life when I became a father. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I got I got a great dad and my own father, but, you know, he just always told me how great of a father that I am, no matter what the circumstances may be or what have you. And he obviously, him having he being a father, also a grandfather, he just admired me as the dad that I am. And I think, you know, once you, once you step into that realm of being a real man and taking care of responsibilities and having kids, it's a different level of appreciation because that's a rare, you know, that's a rare uh, breed right there. So... That was the mark that, that me and Coach K, our, like our relationship went to a whole new level. So, Booz, here, here comes the tough question. Um, you know, we, we both mm-hmm. know John Shire for a, a very long time, uh, very bright. Mm-hmm. How, how difficult is the road for him moving forward? Incredible. I mean, I think he's going to do a good job. I think he's going to do a great job. But you can't really replace a guy like Coach K. Those shoes are just too big to be filled. Um, but at the same time, we all know that college – uh, sports is based around recruiting. And the great thing about uh, John is that he's been there his whole adult life. He played there at Duke. He's been on that sideline for a number of years. I think he'll do a great job stepping in. But it's going to be tough. You know, You know, are, will, will he be able to get the, the A-list, the, the lottery pick guys that are coming out after one year? Will he be able to – those are going to be the questions because college basketball is built on recruiting – and there's a lot of coaches that are still there. It's going to be weird seeing the ACC or just college basketball in general without Coach K, without Roy Williams. Those are two icons in the sport um, that are obviously are both retiring. Roy's already retired, but obviously Coach K retiring after this year. I think John's going to do a very good job. They got a very good team this year. They got a, I mean, they'll have a chance to, to have a Final Four team, maybe even win the championship this year with the group that they got coming in this season. Um, but after this year, how well will he recruit? He's got a good supporting cast around him. Shout out to our our veteran we got to Duke was Chris Carwell. He's there to continue to run the reins um, on the sideline for him. But it's, it's gonna, there's a lot of question marks moving forward, but I think John will be up for the challenge. Carlos Boozer, ACC Network basketball analyst and former Duke star, joined us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Carlos, how do you feel about Coach K 
announcing his retirement now, but yet and still has got another basketball season to coach and being there on the sidelines with a coach in waiting because some people feel like he should have did the Roy Williams deal and just decided to say, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, is there really a, a right way to do it? I mean, listen, everybody got their own their own way, and Coach K's definitely done everything his way the way he wanted to, and maybe it was one of those things where, one, it lets all the fans know, like, listen, this is going to be my last go-around. You know, kind of like we, we've seen with the Derek Jeter farewell. We've seen that before with Kobe's farewell. We've seen that before with a lot of different players. Um, I, I think it's kind of awesome, actually, because it gets fans that are from all over the world to get a chance to look at the schedule, book your tickets, get out there to see him. Uh, close friends of his are definitely – like we have a group chat, Jay Will. Jay Will will tell you guys we have a group chat of our 2001 championship group, and we're all trying to figure out different times to get down there to Durham to see him as well. Um, but ultimately, it gives all the fans that have uh, – even, even honestly, even, even the haters will get a chance to see Coach one more time before he hangs it up. So I, I think he did it the right way, you know, for me personally. Yeah, it gives John a heads up on how things are going to be. You know, he's he's right there. I'm sure Coach will give him a, a few more tidbits, a couple more nuances that that will help him as he steps into the realm when, when Coach retires after the season. Um, but ultimately, for me, I think that was more for the fans to let them know, like, hey, this is my last go around. If you got chance, if you got time to come check out a game, to come, you know, say your farewell. This is the time to do it. Yeah, and anybody deserves it. He certainly does. Can we talk a little NBA real quick? Yeah, because Booz, I, yeah, I, I, oh I, I want to ask you a, a, a real question, Booz. And I'm really curious because, yeah. you know, there's we've been hearing a lot of stuff around Utah. Obviously, the situation that happened with John Morant and his parents mm-hmm. in Utah. Obviously, you know, you mm-hmm. played with the Utah Jazz. You and D- Darren Williams guys had some amazing teams back then. Uh, people wonder, is Donovan Mitchell going to be there long term because of some of those things that have occurred uh, there, did you ever experience anything like that that made you uncomfortable in Utah or say, like, hey, I'm not sure this is where I want to be long term? I know the money was good, but, like, do I want to be here long term? Yeah, the money was very good. But, um, <laughs> but no, honestly, honestly, I, I didn't. As a player there, I mean, I was, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those environments where there really, there was, at the time when I was there, there wasn't any other pro sports. I know they have pro soccer now. So we were like the show. We were the we were the big the big fish in a small pond kind of vibe where the jazz, everybody would come out and support us. We were the rock stars, we were the celebrities, what have you. And they really came out and supported us. And I was kinda you know, me and D Will and A K forty seven, all of us were kinda following Jerry Sloan and, and Carl Malone and John Stock and those legends and following their lead, but we I didn't really face racism there or, you know, uncomfortability there. I, I felt, you know, comfortable you know, once you get around your teammates, you're playing basketball, you know, you hang out. It ends up being a lot of, you know, group, you know, team dinners. And, you know, everybody would go to the movie theater when the new Batman movie came out or whatever. Um, but there has been a lot of incidents from, you know, I've heard, I've heard these complaints from multiple, you know, friends of mine on other teams. We saw what happened with Russell Westbrook, I think, a year or two ago. Obviously seeing what happened with John Morant. You know, me, me and Jay will face something like this in, at Maryland, but it, it, it not necessarily was, you know, race-driven. With our parents, when we played against Maryland at Maryland, when Jay Will went crazy that last minute, we came back and won. They were throwing bottles on our family, on our family section, things like that. So it's just we're in a very bizarre state where the fans don't – they feel like they can do whatever they want. You saw the popcorn on Russell Westbrook. You saw the bottle thrown at Kyrie Irving up in Boston. It, the NBA has to crack down hard 
on these fans to let them know you can't just treat our players this way and get away with it. And I think there's hopefully they'll start to do that. Um, but there has to be regulations in place that this is getting a little too uncomfortable, not just for the players, but you're talking about family members, parents, you know, things like that. So it has to be fixed right away. Great stuff, Booz. Good to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. All right, Booz. Give the boys and that, that beautiful Anytime, girl yours a hug of mine, man. Got you, my brother. You too. Right, yes, sir. Carlos Booz are on the Goodyear yeah. hotline. One other thing to point His out. His boys about, are real too, man. Three boys. Woo. Yeah. Six, five, six, seven. Balling. Already. Hooping. They're coming. Wait, six, five? Oh, yeah. How old are they? Uh, I'm not sure how Cam and Caden are. Uh, but, I mean, teenage. Yeah. Teenage, like, All I think right. 16. Definitely keep 15, an eye 16, on them. They're coming. And recruit them to Duke. Yeah. Make sure that happens. One thing to point out about the Jazz, too, just, you know, not just for Donovan Mitchell, not just about anything going on around it. Last night, Luka Doncic on national TV. The Jazz, number one seed, NBA TV. It's crazy. Like, it's just that they get relegated. That's just what happens. It's just unbelievable. You can go hiking uh, in Utah (laughs) in a couple weeks. Lakers, Suns, game six. Key, how we feeling? A little nervous? I just said he can go hiking in a couple weeks in Utah. What does that tell you? Tells me that Utah is going to be in the world championship. So I'm not feeling good right now. He's not. Y'all are so slow. Y'all, I got it. I got it. I just didn't want to acknowledge it. I was just asking how you were feeling, all right? Now what you can do for me is tell the world about Indeed. We're going to use Indeed to get a new Never mind. The good news is here. Your business doubled. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talentness. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. Hey, it's Greeny, and the Atlanta Hawks have eliminated the Knicks in Game 5 at the Garden. Atlanta moves on. Can Trey Young and company make it all the way to the NBA Finals? We'll talk about it. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So the playoffs continue tonight, and first you get, which will be a lot of fun, of course, Nuggets, Trailblazers, more Dame Lillard. This time, though, it's at 8 o'clock Eastern, so most of the country can actually see Dame Lillard shine, and also Jokic and the Nuggets as well. That's been a great story, and so far been a great series. That's 3-2. You think they got enough left in the tank after after game five? That's a big question to ask about Lillard. Like the Double overtime, 55, like can he really still – do that, or how about some other somebody else on the team saying, "All right, let's let's support him now." Did you hear what Austin he said, Rivers what was it, said? One for fourteen in overtime. Overtime. Did you like hear what Austin Rivers cast? said? Yeah, Austin Rivers straight up said, "Key, I don't know how I can defend this dude any better." Yeah, like I hands in his face. I'm trying to kick Didn't him. Matter. Nothing that. I mean, you know how competitive dudes are. I would never say that about somebody. And Austin, I know Austin. It's just as competitive as anybody. For him to say that mm-hmm. about how special Dame is, I mean, he speaks volumes about the talent. Well, and the game he had. But, again, the supporting cast, like everybody, like you talk about the supporting cast has to come through for you. That was Portland's problem in the overtimes. One of 14, the only basket was an Ennis Cantor layup. No one, two, two missed dunks by Robert Covington, just a brutal a double overtime. But yet, the way Lillard played, it was so special. That game was special, and we'll see how the game is tonight. But speaking of supporting cast, you also have the second game tonight, Lakers and the Suns, and LeBron James is going to need his supporting cast key. He's going to need them. They were not there in game five. AD wasn't there either. AD, you got to expect he's going to play regardless of injury. No, no decision yet, though, has been made. But this is a huge game for LeBron but I think a bigger game for those guys that want to stay with the Lakers and LeBron. But wouldn't you say, like, all the supporting cast guys show up? Yeah, I, 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 look, the, the supporting cast guys have to show up, and LeBron's got to do better than he did in game five. He has to f- put the team on his shoulders as he talked about. That's just – it's simple. AD's going to play because if right. AD doesn't play, it's not going to be good. Right. It's, it's, it's very important. You want to get a take from L.A. on this? Why not? L.Z. Granderson, join us right LZ. now from ESPN 710 L.A. Good morning. L.Z., how are you? Good morning. What's when? What up, I'm in a state of I'm in a state of stress right now, gentlemen. I'm Finally, someone's admitting it. Why are you in a state of stress? Because I'm a Lakers fan, man. You know why? You know what time it is, Keith? I'm walking around right now with my Lakers t-shirt on, trying to hype myself up. Well... Yep. Can I ask you why? 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 Can we see? Is LeBron going to be aggressive tonight? Is it going to be like? Are we going to see LeBron James take thirty shots and apologize like Luca? Like maybe I shot too much instead of just nineteen? I don't really think it's about you know how many shots he takes as much as it is where those shots are taken. Mm. You know, you can give me ten shots, but if they're ten shots, you're putting pressure on uh, Phoenix's defense. Then I'll take those 10 shots. 
But no need of taking 15 and 20 shots. If half of them in the perimeter, you're letting them off the hook. So I don't care about the number of shots. I care where they're at and when they're taking. Anthony Davis, LZ, is like, what's the deal, man? Is he going to play, not play? What? When are we turning the jersey back into the locker room? Like, what's the story? Here's the deal, man. And, Keith, you know, I like you 100. And I, I knew that Anthony Davis was arriving to us with a big question mark in terms of his health. We all knew. We all knew the history. But there was also a question about whether or not he was prepared to assume that number one spot when LeBron James eventually retired. Yeah. Because that would let Bob Palenka know what he needs to do. Hmm. Does he need to get out and get a number one, replace LeBron, and keep AD as that too? Is AD ready to step up and be that one? And I think we're getting that answer. And I think part of the frustration and agitation that we're experiencing now is because we really thought AD was ready to step in and be that one. Hey, but L- I'm here to tell you, man, I don't feel hey, good LZ, about that right now. LZ, do me yes, a favor, sir. man. I know Steve might be sleeping right now. Why don't you move into an area in that big mansion that you got? Why don't you move into an area where your phone works? Why are you putting me on front street like that about what I got and what I don't got? Because it's making it's you you staticky. It's all different kinds of sounds, LZ. Yeah, my man, go on, yeah, you, a tin closet or something? <laughs> oh, now I, I heard in my house, chirp for you, a minute. It's, it's your team that couldn't figure out how to work Skype, man. I'm sitting here in front of my computer. What you talking about? <laughs> What's the song you might need to call? Right yeah, what is the music you playing? Got music playing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm not playing any music. It's called Payphone by Maroon Five. <laughs> Payphone, oh, Payphone by Maroon Five. By, why is that being played? Because they think he's calling from Payphone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, enough of this. Hey, LZ, we've been talking yes, about this. I actually joined your podcast, the new one on ABC, a couple weeks ago. How important is this month for you? Um. Well, this month is important for me for a lot of reasons. Um, you talked about, you know, joining the podcast for Pride, but it's also Juneteenth is this month. Um, so I'm always curious to see what corporate America discovered Juneteenth last year is going to do about it this year. Um, this month is important because, you know, we're, we're reviewing uh, everything that transitioned after the death of George Floyd. So why am I bringing all these things up? Because as a gay black man in America, I don't have the luxury of just saying, oh, June is for gay people, because I'm still black. And in February, I don't have the luxury of saying, well, I'm black, because I'm still gay. So I'm about promoting and pushing this notion that we're all living in an intersected world, mm-hmm. that we all are touching each other, that we all are impacting one another. And I really don't like ghettoizing my self-identity just because it's a time of a month or a time of a year. Because I'm gay and black 24-7. So i got to deal with all the repercussions regardless. So it's a big month in terms of celebration. But it's also a big month to remind people that intersectionality is a real thing. That we're all interconnected. And that as long as one minority is struggling for full equality, everyone is struggling for America to be what America is supposed to be. And you pointed out how you, you know, you, you're looking to see how corporate America responds. And what do you think of what the San Francisco Giants are doing wearing uh, pride jerseys? The jerseys are great, man. You know, it, it gets the conversation going. Um, it reminds people of, you know, the history of LGBTQ plus athletes, both in the past and obviously in the present. You know, we are facing a wave of anti-LGBTQ bills, many of them targeting trans people, many of them targeting trans children. 
So I think this is a it's a good thing that the Giants are doing in terms of helping people remember this time of year. But I really would like to see um, this conversation go beyond just a celebration and slap the logo and a rainbow on it and get into some of the policies that are impacting our lives on a daily basis. How close are we seeing an active, an active male athlete come out during his playing career? Do you think that's we're going to see that at some point? Well, we already saw it. I mean, <laughs> we've already seen it. Whether you're talking about Jason Collins, uh, who made history, or whether you're talking about the athletes like Clem Burke, who was a Los Angeles Dodger, who was out amongst the team. He wasn't out to the general public, but he was out with the team, and we know how the team handled Glenn Burke. And for those of you who don't know that story, I encourage you to look it up. D-U-R-K-E, Glenn Burke. He was the co-creator of the High Five. So every time you give a High Five, take a gay man, because he's the one that created it. LZ, what do you think sports leagues need to do in terms of more to just get the message out, you know, about the month, about June? Um, obviously, you and I have a close relationship. You've educated me to the powers of, of understanding what it's all about. Um, so what do you think the league, these leagues around, not just Major League Baseball, basketball, and football, but other professional leagues need to do? Well, I think, you know, they're on the right path. You know, it really starts with problem solving begins with acknowledging the problem, right? So we're at the point now where we're at least able to have a conversation about it. And as I mentioned earlier, um, there's an aggressive anti-trans movement happening right now. So not only are we addressing the problems, but we're also becoming more aware of the obstacles that my community has been facing for a very long time. Um, now it's about how do we make the culture better for everyone? And that has to do with you know, policies and politics, and you know, each corporation has to decide, each uh, franchise has to decide how comfortable they are leaning in that direction. We just saw the NBA um, Players Association, uh, or at least the, the, the wing of the Players Association that supports um, you know, social justice movement. We've seen them lean a little bit into the George Floyd um, Policing Act and put their weight behind that. We need to see more businesses do that sort of thing as it pertains to LGBTQ equality. Because the better the culture is for people within our community, the more likely it is that they'll begin to see more people, more women and men come out, not just as athletes, but as business execs. You know, key year on with Rick Welch, who's the you know, outgoing president for the Golden State Warriors. There's really no one else who's going to step in as opening day as the team president. We need a pipeline there in addition to a pipeline of players, in addition to a pipeline of the coaches. So acknowledging the problem is a great first step. It's about leaning and actually addressing fix those problems. LZ, we thank you for joining us this morning. We're going to leave it right there. Man, get a new phone. <laughs> All the damn money you make. Man, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? Fix your face. Lakers, Suns tonight, and at least LZ admits he's nervous. 10 o'clock Eastern, the coverage begins on ESPN Radio. So coming up, you know we have Call the Roulette, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's coming up after Jay has this from... Oh, for uh, uh, here we go. Good oh, we're waiting for it. Waiting yeah. for it. Yeah. Looking for it. Oh. Where are you? Where are you? I can't find you. Driven. Goodyear. Driven. More driven. You got it. <laughs> Still, this is not good. We'll I don't have a sheet. Bring you back in in a minute, Goodyear. 
It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I looked good last night on MSG. Don't even start. That suit was on point. The colors, it was, was splendid. I, I, Only Clyde was better dressed than me on that network. Did you have a pink tie on last night? I did. Pink knit tie. Oh, yeah, there yeah. it is. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, there you go. Come you're on, gonna, you're, you're, gonna, good, you're so gonna okay. sit down right Please. now, and you're gonna tell How me. How is that a detective? You're gonna, look? you're gonna, you're gonna tell me where the bodies are right now. Hey, you listen. We found the fingerprints. Yes. And you're okay. going to tell me. Well, I got your file right here. You know you messed up, right? Five parking tickets. You know you messed up, in right? In the month of June. You know you messed up. You know you messed up, right? Which I need are, to know. Am I the good cop or the bad cop? You play both sometimes. You play both depending on who the suspect is. Yes. You know. You're malleable. You're going <laughs> yes. to get 45 years, I'm telling you. You're going to get 45. <laughs> Well, I would watch all, a detective show with Alan Hahn and Monica McNutt. Yes. I would. I, I think <laughs> the handsome, really he's the bad cop. He cop is show. definitely the dirty the cop. Handsome in that show. The handsome Alan Hahn. Can you see him when you know how they show the starring Alan Hahn? The shoulder turn. The shoulder turn. The hair is perfect. The hair with the little spray in it. Wouldn't be the sunglass thing where all of a sudden I'd like look like bring no, the sunglasses down. You just got the look. Just the Alan Hahn. You know. P.I. You look you, you look very <laughs> never mind, I'm not what? gonna say it. I what? Mean, is it what I smoke? Like a banker. It's kind of like a banker slash like you're undercover. That's banker, man. Slash no, lower nowadays banker suits are really the tight. Tie. Yeah. His okay. wasn't so tight. His was cool. I he didn't have had a like I old school I, banker though. You know what I mean? I felt I felt like I was clean last night. Like Come you on, use how many how many bottles of hairspray do we use before you leave the house? Two? Well, you won't see me on MSG. So bad for the environment. But you will see me tomorrow. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.